0: Hello, this is Joe McGee. Welcome to our podcast. Make sure that you subscribe and please share the podcast with your friends. That is the number one way you can help us reach people with God's love and healing. We love you guys. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Hey everybody, it's Joe McGee. We're here with Wednesday Wisdom today. Got to pick a word and, uh, and there's thousands. And just, you'll never exhaust the knowledge. It'd be like grabbing a big dictionary, Webster Dictionary. What are you going to do? Go through every word in the dictionary. Woo! There's a lot of them. Yes, there are. But there's scriptures for every word. There's verses. God says something about everything. He didn't leave anything undone. So today's one of the biggest words that we do. It's one. Of the, it's hard to cut this one down because I try to. I try to just summarize. Well, this is on prayer. P R A Y. Pray. You know. Well, I'm sure we're supposed to pray. But when we think about prayer. Well, we should pray. I need to pray more. Probably don't pray enough. Well, let's just find out what God says about pray, (laughs) prayer. So Matthew 26, 41, all these scriptures from the New Living Translation, that's my favorite one. Matthew 26, 41, keep watch and pray that you will not give into temptation, for the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. What am I supposed to pray? Pray, he says, pray that you will not give into temptation. I, mean, I got to actually ask God, yes. Father, help me not give in to temptation. Father, help me not give in to temptation. Today, Father, help me not give in to temptation because the devil's a tempter. He'll get you lie, steal, not tell the truth, but don't give in to it. Truth sets you free. <laughs> so the devil's used the tools against us, and uh, but he's been defeated. And we are on the winning side, but we've got to walk it out. Psalm one twenty two verse six. Psalm one twenty two verse six. We're talking about prayer, prayer. So this is something I do every day. This is Psalm one twenty two. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May all who love this city prosper. So I pray for the peace of Jerusalem every day when I pray for my kids, my family, my ministry. Father, I pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Bless them, strong in divine favor talk to the men and women when they go to sleep, when they get up, give them wisdom for their country, Father, because they're surrounded on every side by enemies. Nobody likes Israel, you know, except America. And I'm not sure how long that'll last, but nobody likes it. So God says, I need you to pray for Jerusalem, for the peace of the city. So, okay, God, I'll include that in my daily prayer. That's a good thing to pray. Proverbs 15, eight, Proverbs 15, eight. The Lord detests the sacrifice of the wicked, but he delights in the prayers of the upright. God gets excited when we pray. Why? Because he can't move unless we pray. Jesus said, you have not because you asked not. Eight times in the New Testament. He said, you have not because you asked not, ask that your joy might be made full. Woo. Well, that's it. We need to get asked. We need to ask all the time. Matthew 6, 5 and 6. Matthew chapter 6, 5 and 6. Again, from the New Living Translation. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners, in the synagogues, wherever I can see them. i tell you the truth. This is Jesus talking. i tell you the truth. That is all the reward they're ever going to get. You pray to hear so people hear you. That's all the reward you're going to get. But when you pray, go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you. Pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. People don't want to listen to people. Oh, Lord. I remember we'd have family reunions and we'd pray over the meal. You'd always get some uncle or some aunt want to pray some long. It's like, guys, we're just trying to bless the food. We're not praying for all the missionaries in China. We're just trying to bless the food today. Keep your prayer specific and don't show off when you're praying. Pray in secret, pray in private. Don't hang that thing up there like a cardboard. Matthew 7, verse 7. Matthew 7, verse 7. Jesus was speaking, keep on asking and you'll receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find, keep on knocking and the door will be opened to you. There's a lot to be said about being diligent. Soul of the diligent be made fat. Hands of the diligent will prosper. God likes people to just keep on keeping on, keep on. The Bible says the righteous fall seven times a day, but they get back up. We're not the perfect people. We're just the getting back up people. We don't quit. We don't give up. Woo, that's a great trait to have. Matthew twenty one twenty two, Matthew twenty one twenty two. You can pray for anything, and if you have faith, you will receive it. Jesus said, "You can pray for anything. If you have faith, you'll receive it." Son of God said, "You can pray for anything. And if you have faith, you'll receive it." Whoa, we're going to get into that faith thing another time. I like this. Mark eleven twenty four. Mark eleven twenty four. 24, I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you received it, it will be yours. And she was talking about saying, if you can speak to this mountain, and tell him to get up and throw itself into the sea and not doubt in your heart, it'll do exactly what you say. He said, you can actually speak to a mountain to throw itself into the sea and it'll happen. Well, he wasn't just exaggerating. He was telling, he was telling the truth. He's telling the truth and it's a proper scripture. Luke six twenty eight. Luke six twenty eight. bless those who curse you. Pray for those who hurt you. Pray for those who hurt you. Pray for those who hurt you. I remember one time I thought, Lord, I'll pray. I'll pray. A she-bear ripped their head off spit down their throat. Wrong prayer. Wrong prayer. God told Daniel to pray for Nebuchadnezzar. Told him to pray for the peace of the city that he's in. Well, Nebuchadnezzar killed his parents, killed his pet goat, uh, Made him a slave, brought him to Babylon. But God said, I need you to pray for Nebuchadnezzar. Well, you've got to be kidding. The man that killed my family? Yes. I need you to pray. Pray what? I need you to pray he has a peaceful day. And it's in the Bible. You can read it in Daniel 1. It's a peaceful day. And God said, yeah, because he has a peaceful day, Daniel, you're going to have a peaceful day. But if Nebuchadnezzar doesn't have a peaceful day, you're probably coming to heaven early. So Daniel prayed for him. Matter of fact, he was under three different heathen kings. The nation kept getting recaptured and recaptured. He rose to the top under three different heathen kings because people liked him. There was just something about Daniel they liked because he did what was right. Oh, man, that's a whole different teaching. That's great. Luke 11, verse 1 through 2. Luke 11, 1 through 2. Once Jesus was in a certain place praying, as he finished, one of the disciples came to him and said, Lord, man, you, you pray good. Can you teach us how to pray? And she said, well, sure I can. And he said, pray like this. Our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. I mean, it's the Lord's prayer. I memorized it when I was in the first grade in elementary school. Uh, we used to, we used to have prayer in public school years ago in the fifties. We actually could pray back then. And so I learned many scriptures in public school. From my teacher, who was a Sunday school teacher on her own. And so, teach us how to pray. Okay. And she said, hey, our Father, which art in heaven. Where's God? He's in heaven. Controls everything, sees everything, knows everything. Hallowed be thy name. The name of the Lord is holy. Don't ever use the Lord's name in vain. Lord's name is holy. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Not my will, your will be done. Because God's will is a whole lot better than my will. And it's just I a mean, couple of guys did whole teachings on it, had whole ministries about the Lord's prayer. It was really good. Acts six four, Acts six verse four. The apostles were really busy doing stuff, and so they finally had to get some deacons. They had to get seven guys to put in charge all this business because they were busy waiting on tables, taking care of the widows, uh, figuring out the tax money. They were just so busy. And so the apostle said, let's find men we can put in charge of this so that we can spend our time in prayer and teaching the word. They realized that we don't have time to pray while we're too busy waiting on tables. we got to get somebody else to wait on tables. Why? So we can continue to pray and to study because that's what we do. We study and we teach. Oh, that's powerful. Romans 8, 26. Romans 8, 26. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. Holy Spirit will help us pray, give us words to pray. Mm-hmm. I like this. Romans twelve twelve. Rejoice in confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. This is Paul writing the church at Rome. He said, Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in your trouble. You in trouble? Well, be patient. It's going to pass. This too shall pass. Keep on praying. Why? That's how things change. You keep praying, and things change. Woo! That's good. Ephesians one sixteen. Ephesians one sixteen. Paul's talking to the church at Ephesus. I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly. And he's writing a letter to them. He's already been there one time. He's writing a letter. Hey guys, I'm praying for you every day. I'm not forgot gotcha. you. I'm not forgot gotcha. you. I'm praying for you every day. Woo! Ephesians six eighteen. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Who do you pray for? Everybody or out everywhere. I used to tell my people, you know, if you get a thought, that's God usually. You ever had one of those thoughts? Man, why, why was I thinking about that? Well, God's probably getting you, giving you a thought so you can pray for somebody. You've not seen him maybe in a couple of years, but all of a sudden the thought crosses your mind. That's God trying to get another believer to pray for them. They might be in trouble. Might be needing some help. I need an open door. So don't ever cast aside those idle thoughts and seem to float through your mind. Well, I don't know why I thought that. Well, that's God probably trying to get you to pray for somebody. Ooh, that's good. Philippians 4, 6. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Now I used to do this. This is a bumper sticker. Pray about everything. We can pray about everything. we can going to pray about everything. I mean, I just and, and y'all have to bow my head or close my eyes or light a candle or suck rug. I just talk to God all the time. My wife used to get on to me. I'd be in somewhere in the house. Who are you talking to? I'm talking to God. What? Yeah, I'm talking to God. It's just I might be, I mean, we built two houses. I'll be out there on, on the evening. I'll be hammering, nailing, putting up sheetrock and I'll be talking. And she'd ask me many times. So he talked to him, talked to myself, I'm talking to God. You know, got things we can do and the things I need to have done. I need help with this. God, you, you promise you supply my need. I need this right here. I need this done. I need this contract signed. I need this supply to come in. I, I, need, I need these boards to show up. I'm in the middle of a sort of a timeline here. And so you give your, roll your cares over to God for he cares for you. Oh, that was so good. First Thessalonians 5, 17. First, first Thessalonians five seventeen. Real short, never stop praying. Three words, never stop praying. How can you pray? I never stop praying. Pray all the time. Never stop praying. praying is just talking to God. It's great. First Timothy 2, first Timothy 2, verse 1 through 2. I urge you, first of all, pray for all people. Never stop praying. Pray for everybody. Never stop praying. Pray for everybody. If you're going to pray for everybody, you'll never stop praying. It's so good. Ask God to help them. Intercede on their behalf. Give thanks to them. Pray for this way for kings and all those in authority, so that we can live a peaceful and quiet life, marked by godliness and dignity. I'm to pray for kings and all those in authority. I pray for my president every day, my senator, my congressman. We're to give them wisdom, direct the affairs of our state and of our nation, so that we might continually quiet and peaceful lives, in all godliness and honesty. Have mercy, that's good. James five, James five, verse thirteen to eighteen. Are any of you suffering hardships? Well, you should pray. This is James. Are you in? Are you in trouble? You should pray. Are you going through a hard time? You should pray. Are you suffering? You should pray. Are you being opposed, attacked? You should pray. You going through a lean time? You should pray. God answers prayer. It's very simple. So, are any you be happy? You should sing praises. Are any you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and lay hands on you and pray over you. Anointing with all in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick. God's trying to heal everybody. God don't want to sick. God doesn't send sickness to teach you about anything. That's not God. That's the devil. Confess your sins one another. Pray over each other so that you may be healed. How do you heal? Pray for one another. He said the earnest prayer of a righteous man has great power and produces wonderful results. Elijah was a human just like we are. Yet when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none fell for three and a half years. Then when he prayed again, the sky sent down and rain and the earth began to yield its crops. He prayed; it didn't rain for three and a half years. Then he prayed, and it rained a lot. Who controlled that? That one man. People, you can't control the weather. Oh yes, you can. That one man did. Man, just like we are, the same weaknesses we have was able to pray. Oh man, that's powerful. First Peter three seven. First Peter three seven. In the same way you husbands must give honor to your wives, treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Treat her as you should so your prayers will not be hindered. Now, this is New Testament. I, I teach on marriage all the time. I say, guys, should know, you have your prayers hindered by the way you treat your wife. What? What? Yeah, God's watching. He has recording angels. You got to treat your wife with honor. Because you can get your prayers hindered, which means God's not answering. Why? Because you treat your wife bad. He's not going to move. Till you get that fixed. You need to repent, forgive, do something, get it fixed. It's real important how you treat your spouse. Then the last scripture, First Peter three twelve, First Peter chapter three verse twelve. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do what's right. His ears are open to their prayers, but the face of God's against those who do evil. I don't want to do evil. I want to do what's right. Well, if I do what's right, God's ears are open to my prayers. I want God's ears to stay open to my prayers. I didn't do what's right. How do you know what's right? You read the Bible. The Bible is what to do right, how to avoid doing wrong. It's real good. Now, that is probably the biggest list of all the things we've covered so far. But prayer is a powerful thing. Uh, Somebody once said, you have not because you asked not. And he's quoting Jesus. Ask that your joy might be made full. God's trying to help us. But there's a legal situation. He cannot do what we don't ask him to do. Well, God ought to know what I need. He does, but he said, you have not because you ask not." Prayer is simply just carrying on a conversation with God. So you need to get used to talking to God all the time. You don't have to bow your head, shave your head, suck, right? Just need to talk to God. He knows what you're thinking anyhow. It's not like you're going to surprise him, but it's a legal thing. It's a legal thing. You have not because you ask not. Ask that your joy might be made for him. Guys, thanks for listening today. We got a great weapon in the word of God. Got to get that Bible open every now and read something. Let's start with a proverb. You know, read a proverb a day for a month. It'll change your life forever, I promise you. God bless, guys. Thanks for listening. Be sure to join us Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to hear more of what God can do in your life. He's got a great future for you and your family, and we're here to help you get there. Please make sure you visit Joe McGee Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. There you find all of our Friday funny videos and other encouraging resources for you and your family. While you're at it, be sure to visit joemcgee.com. We have all sorts of materials, books, DVDs, you name it, all there to help you, your marriage and your family succeed.